Next on BYU Sports Nation, midterm exam for BYU basketball. The Cougars tip off their biggest game of the season to date. What do you expect against St. Mary's tonight? President Coach Steve Cleveland will join us live from Moraga. How do the Cougars pull off the upset? Plus our going for two picks and big deal, no deal. Jimmer for debt losing two games in a row in China. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, January 5th, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in, it's fabulous to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with one-time high school camp three-point champion, Jerem Jordan. That happened. It was at Mountain View High School in Vancouver, Washington. I was a teenager. It was a good camp for me. In an alternate reality, Jerem Jordan was a Class 4A second-team All-State player in Washington State. I would have loved to just make the varsity, (laughs) let alone anything else. (laughs) Isn't that funny, though? And absolutely validating when you can go somewhere else and they're like, hey, we want you. We we like you. Yeah, if only I had been wanted uh, in Utah where I live. I didn't live in Vancouver. My dad did. Listen, you balled out in some high school gyms, okay? Notably in Washington State. I did. Unfortunately, they weren't keeping score at the time. Yeah, that is unfortunate. <laughs> By the way, we do at my church. So. <laughs> do you have the running? Do you have the running clock going? In my mind. So. Oh, okay. That would be kind of fun. Pick up ball with like with a running clock and official it ma- scoring. It makes it different. Like when I play in a rec league game or a church ball game, and there's refs. I'll be them terrible, uh, I'll be it terrible, and then uh, scoreboard. It just changes the way I play. Okay, let's ramp it up a little bit, right? It Maybe, matters I more. might actually play some defense. It's official because yeah. there is a scorebook and a scorekeeper. I'm score going to walk out, someone's going to be a winner, yeah. someone's going to be a loser. So you ramp it up, you compete. Things will be official in a high school gym tonight in Moraga, California, right? Yeah. So yesterday, Nicholas uh, Emery, uh, on his Instagram story, tweeted a video at McEwen, McKeon? McKeon Pavilion. McKeon Pavilion, uh, home of the St. Mary's Gales. And uh, on the top, it says, in his text that he wrote, uh, literally a high school gym. So there's that. Well, it's not literally a high school gym, but it, it certainly yeah. fits into that category, It fits right? 3,500. It's not as big as the Marriott Center, obviously. I don't know why, among BYU fans and players, the size of the gym matters so much. I'll be honest. Are the hoops 10 feet Yes. Well, here, here's the my court thing. the 94 feet long? You can't, yes. You can't go one and four in that gym and dog on the gym, in my opinion. That's what Nick did. He can do that if he wants, but, hey, who cares about the size of the gym? It's what the gym feels like when you're in it, and that's been a tough place to play. So and I've, tonight there's a big game I've for the I've been Cougars. developing this theory that T.J. Haas played really well and hit big shots against LMU because it was a smaller gym, and those are the gyms that he had been used to playing in before he came to BYU, right? What well, high school kid is playing in a massive gym consistently? Like, <laughs> nobody. Everyone's playing in smaller gyms, and that's okay. That's yeah. just, listen, St. Mary's, they don't have a football team. That's their thing, right? Look out. That's their thing, and that's okay. I, d- I don't know why the si- – like, it's like some point of pride. Oh, the gyms are so small. Who cares? Can you win there? 
Can you win there or not? Can you if win you there? lose there, that's a slap in the face then, right? Big deal or no deal. High school gyms in the West Coast Conference. We will discuss that a little bit more coming up on BYU Sports Nation, but not before today's BYUSN headlines. Men's basketball, as we mentioned, at 19th ranked St. Mary's tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. Take a nap, East Coasters. Listen live on BYU Radio. BYU head coach Dave Rose says getting the ball in the paint will be key. I think it's what's what's really important for us is our shot selection, more than the pace. Uh, we we need to get the ball in the paint, and we need to do it with the pass to our post, or we need to drive it in there. And then you know, obviously you need to hit big shots. The man who Dave Rose replaced, Steve Cleveland, will join us from Moraga to preview tonight's matchup. Let's start going for two picks. We'll uh, weigh in on what we expect tonight a little bit as well. Women's basketball hosts St. Mary's tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio before the men's game at 9 Eastern. I'm coming off the bench as the analyst for that one. boy, boy. So, so here we go. Yeah. With double header, by the way. Women's hoops, 9 Eastern. Men's hoops, 11 Eastern. Come hang out. Ashley Hatch, one of 30 players participating in training camp with the under-23 United States women's national team. This isn't a huge surprise because Hatch already has a cap with the senior national team. And funeral services for legendary volleyball coach Carl McGowan will be held today. McGowan led the Cougar Club uh, team to three national titles, led the program into Division I in 1990. Two national championships, 99 and 2001 for BYU, and then numerous Olympics and coaching all over the world. Rise and shout for Carl. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Mid-season exam in Moraga. Tonight presents the midterm final for BYU basketball. The Cougars are essentially halfway through the season and a huge test against nationally ranked St. Mary's awaits. The Gales are currently 19th in both major college basketball polls and have only lost once. This is the first time that BYU will play in front of a truly hostile road crowd this season. Even more hostile when you call it literally a high school gym on Instagram story. Add add to the intrigue, right? (laughs) Add to the intrigue. You're asking for it. L.M. Hugh certainly wasn't that on Saturday for BYU when the majority of fans, from what I've been told, were rooting for the Cougars. BYU will not surprisingly take on the underdog role tonight, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Ken Palm, Ken Pomeroy, who's a friend of the program, has BYU as a 10-point, he predicts a 10-point loss for BYU at St. Mary's. A double-digit underdog. And in Vegas, it's a 10.5 line. BYU is a 10.5-point dog. Also, uh, ESPN's Basketball Power Index gives BYU a 17% chance of winning. Ken Palm gives BYU an 18% chance wow, of winning. Wow, only a 17 so, to 18% chance. All indications, BYU, yeah, underdog we, against St. Mary's on the road. And we, they, sh- they we, should be a dog at St. Mary's. Uh, 10.5 is a big number, though. At least it's... Not the Jim Carrey situation where Mary and Dumb and Dumber are saying, I'd say more like one in a million. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. BYU, look, if it's around 20%, okay. But with those numbers weighing on your mind, we unleash today's Twitter question. What's your expectation for BYU hoops tonight at St. Mary's? Use hashtag BYUSN. At I am for the Cougs. 
I expect nothing less than a win at St. Mary's tonight. That's the players' okay. mentality, so right? So there's that. Players at, and coaches. At BYU to NFL. I just hope we don't lose by that much. Meaning so, so the 10 the, and a half or 10? Or just that much in I don't general? know that that refers to that. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. I just hope we don't lose by that much. Yes. What is that much? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But you, but you see, those came in back to back using the hashtag BYUSN. So that tells you kind of the range of some of the fans. So here's, here's what I think. I, I expect BYU to compete well tonight. And I'll get specifically into that a little more with my going for two picks later. I expect Eric Mika and Jock Landale to have a fun game tonight. I hope that foul trouble is not an issue. For either team, to be honest. Just kidding. I hope everyone on St. Mary's fouls out. <laughs> I expect the guard battle to be really compelling. Here's the thing with St. Mary's. They're the most perfectly annoying team ever. Let me tell you why. They defend. Fourth in the NCAA, by the way. 58 a game. They rebound. They rebound the ball. They don't commit fouls. And they don't turn it over and they shoot a high percentage. Oh, my gosh. That's the perfect situation, right? Yes. They don't have anybody that's going to go to the NBA on the roster. But they play great team basketball. You know how the Spurs... They weren't that sexy, but they would play great team ball. And no one's like, man, I love the Spurs, unless you live in San Antonio. That's St. Mary's. That's St. Mary's, man. And, and San Antonio had Hall of Famers. St. Mary's, Emmett Nahr, Joe Rahan, Jock Landale, Calvin Hermanson. These guys can ball, dude. BYU, from a talent perspective, more talented. But the chemistry and the execution level for St. Mary's, off the charts. What matters more in college basketball? Yeah. It's not about individual talent in college basketball. It is all about the team game, right? That's why Kentucky doesn't necessarily win the title every year. They're always good, of course. Incredible individual talent. It's not Duke every year, right? Um, It's about good team basketball. So I expect BYU to play a good game tonight, to be competitive. This is a game that if BYU wins would be a really, really big win. Also, there's this. BYU has played five times in Moraga in the West Coast Conference, and they've won one time. Guess, guess who did it, though? Eric Mika. Eric Mika he's was on one, that team. He's 1-0, and, oh, and the score of that game was 60-57. to 57. So, it, low scoring game. The average score is 77-70. to 70. BYU Eric. trailed by double digits in that game that they won in Moraga. I expect BYU to trail by double digits at some point in this game tonight. It's at home for St. Mary's. Yet you think BYU overall will show Yet up and play I think play BYU well. will compete. I, I think that BYU will battle their way to, to a close one. I'll tell you just how close coming up. Average score of St. Mary's and BYU is 77 for the Gales to 70 for BYU. Now that would be good for BYU tonight because St. Mary's is defending at a high level. 58 points. The season high allowed by St. Mary's is 72 and it was in a blowout. Wow. And when, when St. Mary's lost, they gave up 65 points. Here's the thing. They scored 51. That's the thing. BYU, BYU is more prepared to take on a St. Mary's pace of play this year because of the post play. You're right, Dave Rose. He said they, it, it's, it's doesn't about matter shot about selection. pace. It's not yes. about pace tonight. Absolutely. Normally, BYU's like, run it up, get a shot. It, no, BYU's not in fifth gear anymore like they used to. 
I don't expect BYU to win this game, and that has zero to do with who I would like to see win the game. It is well documented that I view St. Mary's as BYU's number one rival when it comes to West Coast Conference basketball. Dramatic history, plenty of rivalry moments, technical fouls upon technical fouls. They don't like each other. I love to watch BYU beat St. Mary's in basketball. But let's be realistic. ESPN BPI has BYU at a 17% chance of winning. That's like saying, hey, if BYU and St. Mary's played 10 times, the Cougars would win twice, maybe. Uh, in Moraga. Uh, right. That's a bit low. I, I want to push that number up to 30% because, as I was saying, I like the matchup inside. BYU is better prepared to go at a slower pace because of a post presence. I think they can be physically imposing against St. Mary's big guys. The key is controlling the experienced, reliable guards that you mentioned, Jerem, Emmett Nahr, Joe Rahan, Calvin Hermanson, because they can all shoot it, they can all defend well, and they don't turn the ball over very much. They're so annoying. Really They're good so players. Annoying really good players. <laughs> they just play great basketball. From my perspective when I watch that, from the BYU side of things, I go, Oh my gosh, that's so nice. <laughs> like, you, you want to be like, uh, foul a lot, or turn the ball over, or shoot a low percentage. What do they do? What did they not do well? There aren't very many weak spots in that fortress, right? Exactly. Exactly. In that, quote, literally a high school gym. Like I said Who yesterday, cares? BYU has a great shot to win tonight's game if TJ Haas can offset some of the production from the St. Mary's guard line. Watch that matchup. T.J. Haas and Nick Emery against Joe Rahan and Emmett Nahr. Really intriguing. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join us, won't you? What is your expectation for BYU hoops tonight against St. Mary's at BYU Fan 1995? Says strong defensive effort and victory by 10-plus. Victory for who? Victory by 10-plus. Victory for who? St. Mary's wow. by 10-plus or BYU? I'm guessing it's BYU because you're BYU fan 1995. This is BYU TV. Next on BYU Sports Nation, we head to Moraga, California, and check in with the president coach, Steve Cleveland. But first, over the past week, we have celebrated the life of Lavelle Edwards. That will continue today as we go to each commercial break with Lavelle in his own words. These are clips from an interview I had with a legendary BYU football coach that have never been seen before. To start off, here's Lavelle on becoming the head coach at BYU and going way outside the box by implementing a pass game. This is BYU Sports Nation. Who had never had great success in football and had hired and fired coaches about every four or five years. And uh, then when I took over... Uh, I just thought, well, I'm going to get fired anyway, so I might as well try something differently and see how it works out. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio. Moving pictures on BYU TV. The conversation is happening right this second on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN to answer what is your expectation for BYU hoops tonight against 19th-ranked St. Mary's. And it starts at 11 Eastern time. Uh, You can listen on BYU Radio. Watch on ESPNU. Big game for BYU. At Jacob Rex Lee tweets in, Blue goggles, colon, Nick and TJ hit shots. Mika without foul trouble, win by five. Realistically, we shoot 30% from three. Mika fouls early. 
Yeah. Straight-lipped emoji. <laughs> it's going to be a tough game. I, I think BYU is capable of pulling off this upset. We'll talk about the means to that in just a moment. I like the matchup. I really do. It's, it's going to be a battle, that's for sure. Like, whether BYU comes out a winner or not, um, you, you want the Cougars to win, and that'd be a, a nice one early. That kind of changed the dynamic of the season. Uh, but I want BYU to build confidence at, at a minimum in this game so they can make a run through the, all these non-St. Zag games, and then you get into February. And that's, that's where I said I would give this team time to gel into February so that by February they're playing the best ball they can. Then they play St. Mary's and Gonzaga twice in February. At least BYU didn't open West Coast Conference play at St. Mary's on the road like they've done two times yeah. in the past. It's nice to give the Cougars a week. Joining us now from Moraga, the will uh, actually join Steve Cleveland in just a moment as we continue our discussion of BYU and St. Mary's. The Cougars and Gales have played five times in Moraga. BYU has as won, members of the West Coast Conference has one win, but they did so with Eric Mika in comeback fashion. Eric Mika is back in Moraga for the first time. He was a freshman with that team, and the Cougars. They did kind of the unthinkable. They erased a double-digit lead on the road to win that game and spoil Matthew Delavadova's homecoming party. Yeah, I think that was an NIT team for St. Mary's. So it wasn't like it was, you know, an NCAA tournament team deal. And, and BYU uh, that weird year was an NCAA tournament team. Um, so BYU, that was a good win for the Cougars. This, this year, this might be St. Mary's best team ever. So that tells you kind of that St. Mary's gone to a Sweet 16. I believe it was five or six years ago. Or sorry, it was uh, before BYU was in the WCC. This might be their best one ever. Really? Best team oh, yeah. ever? Not Patty Mills, not Matthew Delavadova? I don't th- were they ranked 20th in the country? You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, I'm not, I need to brush up I, on I the St. Mary's history. I don't know, history. but I, I, in the rich tradition of St. Mary's, I don't know. Okay, now to the president coach, Steve Cleveland, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Coach, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. How's uh, the weather in Northern California? It's better today. It was raining hard last night, but we got sunshine and the clear, clear skies, so it's good. I'm glad to hear that because it's uh, a snowy mess here in Provo, Utah. <laughs> yeah, At least you got up. <laughs> <laughs> we got out just in the nick of time. Coach, we've been talking a lot about our expectations for BYU and St. Mary's tonight in Moraga. What do you expect to happen tonight for BYU basketball against the Gales? Well, I, I think that uh, coming in here, the win Saturday night, let's just talk a little bit briefly about the LMU win. Coming here off that win is so significantly different than if they had had to absorb a loss there and deal with that mentally. That Their mindset is much better today because they found a way to win that game. So, uh, you know, I don't know that everyone understands that, but what happens the game before oftentimes can just dictate the attitude of a team. And so that's a positive thing. Um, they're going to have to be patient defensively. This is a team that's going to use a large portion of the shot clock, and oftentimes they'll shoot the ball at the end of the shot clock. That's not saying every time, but they are very patient. And if BYU becomes impatient defensively, starts taking chances, they just need to be really solid. This is not a team that's going to break them down off the dribble possession in and possession out. It's somebody that's going to pass the ball. They're going to move the ball. Uh, it's an offensive team that plays within themselves. I, I kind of look at St. Mary's as it's more the sum of the parts than it is the individual talent. They have good players, but together uh, they, they have a great team because they play together in their experience. So uh, I, I think key, the key to the, to the start is be patient defensively. Don't be risky. Don't take chances. 
just rebound the basketball and then come down and play your game. Steve, I uh, hate watching St. Mary's because they're so patient. They don't foul. They don't turn it over. They're so, uh, from the BYU perspective, difficult to watch because you think, how do, we, how do we attack this? How do we take advantage of certain spots? So what things does BYU need to do to win this game? Well, a couple of things. One, I think that you've got to continue to play inside out. And, and I think don't get away from what has got you where you are today and what you have confidence in. I think the other thing they can do is change defenses. Uh, you, they need to find some way they can make St. Mary's uncomfortable. And Coach Rose and the staff have done a really good job of using the man-to-man, uh, using the 1-3-1 zone, and even playing some 2-3 zone. Uh, they're going to have to get to the free throw line. You say they don't. They don't. Historically, St. Mary's doesn't. They just don't foul that much. But what will happen is, in order for them to stop Eric Mika in the post, they're going to have to double him, or there's going to be some fouls because Eric is just too strong, too aggressive to the basket. He's going to draw contact. So, the formula for winning on the road against anybody is to defend, uh, is to rebound, and get to the free throw line. This is a group that can shoot the ball. I, I would be really surprised if uh, T.J. Haas and Nick Emery do not shoot the ball well. I mean, you're in a high school gym here, and as a result of that, there's no depth issues. I think they should be real comfortable shooting the basketball, but you're right about all those things. But those, that's kind of the formula for winning on the road no matter who you're playing. I feel exactly the same way about Nick and TJ feeling comfortable in a gym like that, Steve. I guess we'll find out tonight against a very defensive-minded St. Mary's team. I like the matchup inside. A couple of premier big men, Eric Mika and Jock Landale. How do you see that matchup inside playing out between a couple of guys that essentially average 20 and 10? Well, I think if you were to say, you know, what's the difference between St. Mary's last year, a team that won 29 games. Now, you know, they didn't get into the tournament because they didn't play much away from St. Mary's, but still they won 29 games, and they were regular WCC champions with Gonzaga. So, but they played in the NIT. It's hard to believe you can win 29 games and play in the NIT. But that being said, the, the reason that St. Mary's is ranked today and, and, and everybody kind of has him in the tournament with wins over Dayton, at Dayton, at Stanford, and beating Nevada, is because of Jock Landale. I mean, if you, if you take a, just consider this for a moment. When he played last year, he played 14 minutes a game. He averaged 7.9 points per game and 3.9 rebounds. <laughs> one, year, one year later, he's playing 28 minutes a game, averaging 17.6, 9.6 rebounds, two assists, and he has 14 blocks. So... He is the reason St. Mary's is much better. He's the most improved player on that team. And uh, that's going to be a great matchup. Landale is probably a better passer uh, in that post position than Eric. But Eric, he's stronger and uh, and he's more aggressive taking to to the rim. But this will be the matchup. And really it might come down to who gets in foul trouble first. Because when you take either one of those players off the respective teams, they're not the same team. Uh, St. Mary's is fourth in the country giving up 58 a game, which is pretty crazy. The most they've given up in a game is 72 this season. Do you think BYU can get this game into the 70s? Yes, they can if they get to the free throw line. If it's just going to be done on jump shots, no. I mean, they, have, they've got, they can come in here and shoot 20 or 25 free throws. 
then yeah, they can get to 72. Uh, I think they're averaging about 84, 85 a game. But you're right. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where St. Mary's takes great pride in that. And again, it comes back to it's not like Nara or Rehan or, you know, Landale, that they're all great defenders. I mean, they're all really solid. But together, collectively, they're really always in help. They're always blocking out. Just fundamentally a very, very disciplined team. And that's, you know, kind of that's the nature of Randy Bennett's teams. He's always had that. And that's what makes great teams good defensively is when they have an attention to those little details. BYU basketball head coach from 1997 to 2005, Steve Cleveland, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. He will be on the call tonight for BYU Radio with Greg Rebell live in Moraga. Steve, where does BYU have an advantage over St. Mary's? You know, I, I think the advantage that BYU has, I think, starts with Eric Mika. And I think that the way that BYU has been playing, uh, they have more confidence in playing inside out. And to be honest with you, the last time that BYU won here at St. Mary's, Eric Mika was a starting post player before his mission. And so the advantage here is that the last couple of years, St. Mary's hasn't seen a BYU team that has a post presence. And so I think the advantage is with Eric Mika, and I think it's with a more confident wings in, 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 in Nick and TJ. I, I think they come here with confidence. I think that's the advantage. I mean, it's a confident group before they started the season. I mean, that's just the nature of it. I, I, in talking to Coach Rose last night, we were, at, we were sitting there in just the shoot-around. You know, the, most of these players don't really know how this game is going to play out. They've watched it on film but to, to experience it. But Eric, has, he's, he's experienced that. And so I, I think the advantage is when you say, well, you're going with the, the three leading scorers, but I think the advantage is that there's a very confident group coming in, but I think it, it all is on the shoulders of Eric Mika. Not that he has a responsibility to, to do things that are super, you know, or he's got to score 40 points or something. I just think his presence there gives them an advantage that they haven't had the last couple of years. And BYU's beaten St. Mary's four out of the last six times. So it's not like they haven't beat him here. They just haven't beat him there for a couple of years. Yeah, it's a tough place to place for sure. Uh, and it's Eric Mika's birthday, by the way. So that would be a tremendous birthday present to himself tonight. Uh, but outside of Eric Mika, who's kind of an X factor or Y factor, in your opinion, in tonight's matchup? Well, I, I think that the X factor for, for the last three or four games has been Yoli Childs. And I think that uh, here is a young man that's more athletic than anybody that St. Mary's has on their team. I mean, he can go and snatch rebounds out of his area. He's strong to the ball. And I think that that's something that BYU hasn't had. That's not something that St. Mary's is used to seeing in a a BYU team. So with two dominant post players who really rebound the basketball, I think he is the X factor. I mean, if he ends up getting 12, 14 points and another eight or nine rebounds, BYU wins this game if everybody else does what they normally do. But I think he's probably the X factor. Looking at the guard matchup and specifically focusing on BYU with Nick Emery and TJ Haas, how will the Gales try and defend two guards that do not lack in confidence for sure? Well, I've been thinking a little bit about that, and I'm thinking you got Nara Rehan and Hermerson. Now, Hermerson's 6'6", and, and BYU really doesn't have a true 6'6", 6'7", 3 man, so you know who's going to guard who? And it may be a situation where Hermerson ends up guarding one of those two. And, I mean, there's some quickness issues where both Nick and TJ can get by probably Hermerson on, you know, on, on the ball. Um, I think if I were matching up, I'd probably put Nar and Rehan on Nick and TJ, and I'd have Hermerson guard LJ. 
And uh, if that's the way it goes, because I think LJ is least likely to, to penetrate, he's, he's probably going to be the third option shooting the ball, and it gives Hermiston a chance to help and do things. I mean, I don't know how Randy Bennett's going to set it up, but they're, you know, I, I think Naren Rayon, they know, they've watched the film, they're, they're going to have to have a hand up and contest. Watch for this game early on. If Nick or TJ are able to knock some shots down early in the first five or six minutes of this game, it's really going to open things up for Eric Mika. BYU is a confident group, as you mentioned, before the season, going into this uh, game after that 18-point comeback, which is the second largest comeback in the last several years, uh, under the Dave uh, Rose era, actually. What's the vibe you get in terms of confidence going into this game that BYU is not expected to win but could come out with an upset victory? Well, you know, this is a young team. And we, we, Coach Rose and I last night were talking a little bit about it. He said, I'm not sure they really truly understand. You know, they're watching film. And if you watch film on St. Mary's, you're not gonna, there's not going to be a lot of ooh and ah plays. You're not going to be seeing a lot of play above the rim and dunks and this and that. And so I think when young teams watch film, and they, these teams watch a lot of film, the, the perception might be, well, yeah, they're okay. You know, <laughs> they're okay. But I'll go back to what I started with. It's not the individual parts. It's the sum of the parts. And one of the things that Randy Bennett has done so well during in the last 26 years, he's had the kind of success BYU's had. They're winning 25 games every year. And it's not because they have the best athletes or the quickest players, but because they're so fundamentally sound. And so I, I, I think BYU needs to be careful in one respect. Don't underestimate this group. Now, I don't think they will, especially since it's a ranked team. But when young players watch film, and to watch Colorado on film or USC on film or Illinois, there's a little bit of, oh, they've got our attention because they're playing above the rim and they're quick. This is not necessarily a team that's going to be above the rim every play or they're going to break you down off the dribble, but they're just as lethal. And so if they don't have the right mindset, they very quickly will have to readjust. But uh, I think those are the concerns. They are confident, and I you know, if you look at the talent of BYU and you look at the numbers, uh, the matchups are really good. I mean, it's not like one team has a mismatch somewhere. I mean, there's a lot of equality. They just play so differently and, and do it uh, kind of more below the rim than above the rim. The president coach, Steve Cleveland, has his game face and game voice all ready to go. Listen to him on BYU Radio tonight, 11 Eastern. Coach, thanks for the time. Great. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. What is your expectation for BYU Hoops tonight at St. Mary's? That B-Royal Blue Coog says, a game that will go where the three ball is. BYU must beat St. Mary's in three-point field goal percentage to win this game. Nine plus threes, 45% equals a Cougar win. I agree that those would equal a win. Those are pretty high numbers. I believe when BYU won 60-57 to two years ago, BYU went one of eight from three. So that wasn't the winning formula per se. There'll be fewer possessions in this game, which means fewer threes. I'm okay with BYU going inside and taking less threes. I think that's, as Steve Cleveland said, where they have an advantage. Still to come on BYU Sports Nation, Jerem Jordan continues his unwavering effort to close the gap on me in our going for two picks. (laughs) We also continue our tribute to Lavelle Edwards with more of the coach in his own words. Here's Coach Edwards on the first time BYU decided to throw the ball inside the five-yard line. This is BYU Sports Nation. First time we were on about the three-yard line and uh, going in for touchdown, and on first down, the 
coach called, uh, and I don't even remember who it was, called a forward pass, and I about fell. You know, in my own mind, I said, what in the world? You know, you, you just don't do that on, you know, inside the five-yard line. And, and uh, he scored a touchdown, and not much you can say. Portions of BYU Sports Nation brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio. Simulcast action on BYU TV. Well then, uh, women's hoops is on tonight as well before the men's game. Uh, 9 Eastern time, women's basketball, BYU versus St. Mary's in the Marriott Center on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Refreshing today's BYU SN headlines. Men's basketball will follow women's hoops as the Cougars take on 19th-ranked St. Mary's. 11 Eastern, watch it on ESPNU. Listen on BYU Radio. We just talked to Steve Cleveland about what he expects. You can download the podcast to hear that interview. Here's BYU head coach Dave Rose on a key to tonight's matchup. I think it's what's, what's really important for us is our shot selection more than the pace. Uh, we, we need to get the ball in the paint, and we need to do it with a pass to our post, or we need to drive it in there. And then you obviously need to hit big shots. Dave Rose wants to go inside, and I could not agree more. Steve Cleveland told us that Yoli Childs, he thinks, will be the Y factor tonight. There you go. If only we were picking, and it mattered. Ashley Hatch is one of 30 players participating in training camp with the U23 U.S. women's national team. Hatch is the only player on the, uh, in the 30-player pool that has a cap with a senior national team. So good luck to Ashley. Yeah, congratulations on all of her success as uh, she moves on to the next stage of her soccer career. The draft, by the way, for the professional league, uh, what is it, the NWSL? Yes. I think, uh, is is uh, one week from today. Uh, Ashley Hatch and Michelle Murphy-Vasconcelos expected to be drafted. In yeah, I'd be shocked if they both aren't. Funeral services for legendary BYU volleyball coach Carl McGowan will be held today. McGowan led the Cougar Club team to three national titles, led the program into Division One in 1990, picked up two national championships in 99 and 2001, and numerous Olympics and coaching all over the world. Not now. It is time for Jeremy and I to go for two. Can you predict the future? Man. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan undaunted in his comeback effort in going for two. Trailed by as many as five in this pick segment. Wetting it out there. Now man. it's down to one. And I will go first. Number one tonight, Jerem. Eric Mika will outscore Jock Landale. I think he will win the big man matchup. Eric does average more than Jock. Their statistics are even, but this game is in Moraga, and Eric generally gets more possessions and more touches. I don't know how many he will have tonight because the game will be played at a slower pace, but I still think he will outscore Jock Landale. Mm. It's always good to outscore a guy named Jock. (laughs) I've always said that. (laughs) Yep, that's being uh, quoted and tweeted out right now. Number two. BYU will out-rebound St. Mary's. Now, here's the thing. Hmm. You, you look at the numbers and you say, well, BYU averages more rebounds. 
they're up and down a ton, and that factors into why BYU averages more rebounds. But St. Mary's shoots a better percentage from the field than the Cougars. So how many opportunities will BYU have to actually rebound the ball, and yeah. how much can they attack the offensive glass? I think BYU will out-rebound St. Mary's, and that is a big reason why they will be in this game late. Those are good, but they're not as good as mine. Mm-hmm. Number one, BYU will score in the 60s. Okay, <laughs> This is a low number for BYU. St. Mary's giving up 58. BYU is going to exceed the average, okay? Uh, in fact, the season high allowed is 72. <laughs> 72 in a game. That's crazy, right? Just admit it. That's your safe pick. And number two, the final <laughs> score. The final score will, will be within single digits, okay? Uh, BYU a 10.5 point underdog in this game on the road at St. Mary's. Now, if you said BYU would score in the 70s, yeah. That's a little that, too bold. That would be bold. Or 65-plus, maybe. But six, they need to score one bucket more than St. Mary's is Guess giving what? up. Guess what? In the only win, the only win in Moraga for BYU as a member of the WCC. This would exactly 60. My, how the tables have turned in this event. You have become the conservative one, and that's why you've gotten back into this, right? Yeah, because you were super conservative earlier. Wait, so I'm punished because I'm doing what you did? And I'm not punishing you. Oh, verbally you are? I'm just I'm punishing you verbally? Yeah. I'm just pointing out the fact that BYU scoring the 60s is this, so this is, soft. Here, here's why it's bold. So soft. Here's why it's bold. Doesn't BYU average in the 80s? Yeah, they average in the 80s, so why would they not score 60? No, no, no. I'm not saying 60 plus. I'm saying they will f- score 60 to 69 points. They will land in the 60s. That is low for BYU. <laughs> but right on par for St. Mary's on their home floor. Even, uh, but a bucket more, really. Uh, could be <laughs> five more You're buckets. You're taking the law of averages. BYU averages 80, St. Mary's getting 58. Yeah, that's, yeah they'll score in the 60s. Yeah, That's a safe pick. What's safe. wrong with safe? This is the this is the most conservative, safest campus in the world. Ah, uh, yes. Again, how the tables have turned, right? Because you gave me a hard time for making conservative picks, and generally, when you would give yeah. me a hard time in those meetings, I would change them because I'm like, okay, maybe he's right. I'll I'll go a little bit stronger. Well, it a lot of it had to do with, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll see. I am speechless for the first time on the show. Je- <laughs> Jerem one back. Yeah. He's one back and going for two. And with his super risky picks, we'll see if he can even the score. We never established these had to be risky. We just said we'd pick stuff. And then all of a sudden it was like, our bold predictions. I'm like, no, they were never meant to no, be no, bold. They were meant measure- to be, here's what we think is going to play out. A measure of boldness. That makes it fun, right? In the mission statement of going for two, it was never like, these need to be like There's a mission. Crazy. There's a mission statement? Yeah, you haven't read it? Oh, these yeah, aren't, okay. Like, the spirit of Brian Logan is not in going for I two. I didn't say, you know well, what I'm I mean? not asking you to say, BYU will score 100 plus against St. Mary's. That's what yeah, Brian would say. That's a Brian Logan I know. bold prediction. That's what Brian would say. <laughs> he's got a little bit of crazy, you know what I'm saying? I just—he's got a little bit. He's got a that, ton of that, crazy in his picks. He's got a, a proverbial right uh, twitch in his eye, if you will, when he <laughs> makes these picks. Where you're like, Brian, Brian, sit, settle down. Yeah. Do you really want to do that? Yeah. That is always the first question I know. after we first hear it. Do you really want to do that? Brian's that friend in our group that we're like questioning the decision making. <laughs> like, are you sure? Uh, we miss B-Low. <laughs> 
I know. Shout out to the Belo. And Mrs. Musk. What is your expectation for BYU Hoops tonight at St. Mary's? Couple of tweets now. It's winter time. At Kugbaka, the inside out game for BYU. St. Mary's not used to it. Big night for Mika. Hashtag high school gyms remind me of Hoosiers. I think St. Mary's is ready for everything, quite honestly. And the underdog won in Hoosiers. BYU is the underdog tonight by 10.5 points, according to the Las Vegas experts. 10.5 points, huh? Wow. Double figure underdog. So if St. Mary's is giving up 58 points a game, you would think maybe they can hold BYU to the 50s, but I just, the Cougars, they have too many scoring options. Yeah. Too see, many. See, here's the thing if BYU scores 70, I don't get my pick. Let's go 70. No, you know what I mean? I'm saying that BYU is is going to struggle offensively somewhat. That's what I'm saying with this. Slash St. Because St. Mary's is a good defense. At Bouchard 31 West Coast Conference refs take Mika out of the game. Oh, boy. Big game from Haas and Emery. Yeah, if Mika's in foul trouble, I don't see a situation where BYU is in this game tonight. When TJ Haas plays well, BYU generally wins. And specifically when he shoots well from the three-point line and the four losses, he has combined to shoot 20% from the three-point line. He needs Eric Mika to shoot well from the three-point open, line. It, it open, they need both sides to play well, right? The inside game opens up better three-point shots. Three-point shots will open up Eric Mika. Yes. That's how the Cougars are built. Up next, college teams playing in a high school gym. Big deal or no deal? I'll tell you what is a big deal. More of Lavelle on Lavelle from a never-before-seen interview with the iconic coach. The BYU quarterback factory, also legendary. And Lavelle, as the architect, was often asked which one of those quarterbacks was his favorite. How do you pick just one? This is BYU Sports Nation. Even in my own mind, I've, uh, I've tried to figure out who, if I were to start a team, which one would I really want to go with? And I just think about somebody, one of them, and then all of a sudden, boy, I, you know, no, so-and-so is also, you know, pretty good. And uh, so it, it, it was very difficult to, uh, and even, like I said, and even in my own mind, I don't, I, I don't know who would probably just slip a coin and go from there. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, the rebroadcast airs each and every weeknight on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Let us reiterate that you have zero excuse to not consume this show in one way or another. Zero excuses! And tomorrow it will be live at 6 Eastern. We will do a uh, special BYU Sports Nation as we continue to celebrate the life of Lavelle Edwards. So that's tomorrow, live at noon and 6 Eastern time. Yeah, more of the interview that uh, I conducted with Coach Edwards, full of verbal gems from uh, the iconic coach. Twitter question today, what is your expectation for BYU hoops tonight against St. Mary's? That T. Saltum says to dominate in the high school gym, just like when they were in high school. Oh, uh, the high school gym. Everybody's in on that, aren't they? Everybody's Steve, President in Coach on that. Steve Cleveland even said that. He, he he has the same, you know, he was postulating the same theory that I was. BYU should shoot well in high school gyms because these guys are used to do it. No depth problems, right? We'll, well see you tonight. Down 18 in the high school gym Saturday. Well, they shot themselves back into the game at a high school gym and won. So. They shot themselves out of it. <laughs> Time to play Big Deal, No Deal. 
Big deal. No deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. St. Mary's ranked fourth nationally, giving up only 58 points per game. This is a big deal. They, they can defend. They really can. They have all the pieces to defend well. And uh, BYU is going to have to bring its A game offensively tonight. 58 a game. Wow. This is a big deal because it tells me that St. Mary's always dominates the pace of play. Whoever they're playing against, yep. they generally win that battle. It's a big deal. BYU is going to have to go toe-for-toe. This is going to be a close basketball game. Number two. Big deal, no deal. St. Mary's only loss is to Ken Palm ranked number 58 UT Arlington. FYI, BYU in the same rankings, number 59. I think that's a big deal. You see that the team, the only team that went into Moraga, or or anywhere that's beaten St. Mary's, BYU's on par with that team, according to Ken Pomeroy. So I think it's a big deal. I think BYU can go in and win this game. I think the Cougars are going to have to play a great game to do so. I think it's no deal. I mean, it's a fun coincidence that both of those teams are right around the same There are no coincidences, Spencer. I think it's a bigger deal that BYU presents some really tough matchup problems for St. Mary's, not just inside, but with athleticism of Yoli Childs uh, as a guy that could defend a guy like Hermanson on the perimeter. That's the one athletic difference because Nick and TJ, athletically, the same as Joe Joe Rahan and and Emmett Nahr. Yes. Hermanson is a matchup problem for BYU. On there, that is. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Eli Bryant practicing in back-to-back days. Uh, No deal. Uh, It'll be a big deal if he plays and then can stay healthy. Yeah, I'm trying hard to think of a way that this is a big deal right now. It'll be a big deal when he gets back on the court and can start to contribute to this BYU basketball team. That second part's the key. Whether he's on the court or not, we've seen that. He needs to... Be back in control. Every coach and player that you talk to about Elijah Bryant last year during practice and what he took to Kyle Collinsworth and Chase Fisher, and I mean, he would win practices, right? I'm excited to see that on the floor. It's he a big needs deal it. when he, yeah, they do. They need him on the floor to compete. He he's off the bubble because Elijah Bryant's not healthy. It's that big. That's the big deal. How about that? Absolutely. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Playing in some high school gym. No deal. If you missed the context here, Nick Emery yesterday after shoot-around tweeted a picture, sorry, a Instagram story, and it said literally a high school gym. It's not a big deal. The size of the gym doesn't matter. It's the size of the fight in the dog or whatever, right? If, if you can't win there, then what does that say? It, to me, this doesn't matter at all, the size of the gym. It's- it matters how's it, how it feels when you're in there. Oh, but it is a big deal because BYU is one in four in this high school gym, right? It's Furthering a, the point. It's a big deal because BYU has only won there one time. Well, twice historically, once as a member of the WCC. In the WCC, you're right. They have won there twice. But the one that really matters is tonight. Can BYU own the high school gym in Moraga tonight? Who cares what school it is? High, middle, elementary, collegiate? NBA? Who cares? Number five. Big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette and the Shanghai Sharks on a two-game losing streak. Oh, no! <laughs> who cares <laughs> if the Sharks lose? It's all about Jimmer getting 40 a game or not. Nobody no, cares. That's right. No deal. 
100%. It's about if Jimmer Fredette scores 40-plus. I would like to see him win a championship of some sort. That's fun, but it's about Jimmer even, yeah, succeeding no. as an individual and being the man in the CBA, I just, right? I just want him to get buckets. I yeah. do not care about the It's charge. like, hey, how, how many did Jimmer score? Do you ask first, did they win or how many did Jimmer score? Yes. It's Jimmer. always how many did Jimmer score, right? I don't even notice if the Thunder win. I just see if Russell Westbrook got a triple-double or not. That's what it's come to. Same thing with Jimmer. Our Twitter question, what is your expectation for BYU hoops tonight against St. Mary's? More of your responses on the way. Coming up, find out how Jimmer Fredette played last night versus the Shenzhen Leopards in our Cougar Whip Around. And we continue to celebrate the life of Lavelle Edwards. We've had many former players join us over the past week to talk about their relationships with the coach. And according to Coach Edwards, it was those relationships that meant the most to him. This is BYU Sports Nation. But the other guys that I hired, you know, do the X and the O's more so than than I got involved with, and and then basically what I did was just uh, spent time with uh, with the players. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. That's with it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars play at 19th ranked St. Mary's tonight at 11 Eastern time on ESPNU and BYU Radio. The Cougars a 10.5 point underdog. Women's basketball. The ladies will host St. Mary's tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio right before the men's game. Watch it live, 9 Eastern. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Soccer. Ashley Hatch is one of 30 players participating in training camp for the U23 USA women's national team. Hatch. Is the only player in the, among the 30 that has a cap with the senior women's national team. Volleyball. Funeral services for the legend volleyball coach Carl McGowan will be held today. McGowan led the Cougar club team to three national titles, then took the program into the Division I ranks in 1990, two national championships as well in 99 and 2001, not to mention numerous Olympics and coaching all over the world. Jimmer! Yesterday, Jimmer Fredette scored 30 points and put up five rebounds and four assists in a loss. That's why they lost. He didn't score 40. True. Future guests include former linebacker great at BYU, Leon White, and the always entertaining punter and kicker, Lee Johnson. He was Johnny Linehan before Johnny Linehan. The American Johnny Linehan? Yes. Today's <laughs> Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? This is Carl McGowan. Uh, on this day of his funeral, he meant so much to the world of volleyball and uh, BYU. He'll always be remembered as a BYU Cougar. Amazing the response and uh, the personalities coming worldwide to uh, honor. People flown in from Europe. Carl McGowan. Funeral. Yeah. What is your expectation for BYU basketball tonight at St. Mary's? Our elite tweet of the day from at It's a Faux Hammer. The shrieking kid in the stands from last year holds St. Mary's to 50% from the free throw line. <laughs> The Banshee. There it is. Three ball stays above 40% for the Cougars. BYU by five plus. There you go. Thanks, Steve Cleveland and everyone on our crew. Can we just talk about how big a win would be tonight for BYU? Oh, show on demand. BYUSN.com. Download the podcast. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Mike Girardi. BYU Sports Station back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Beat the Gales.